Bloodshot Eyes Sore Thumbs Podcast, brought to you by Edgy Stances. Uh, my name is The Best Eagle Alive, and joining me today is The Old Crow Brent. What's up, buddy? Hey. Hi, Eagle. Hello, um, everyone else that uh, decided to click or download, record, stream, I don't what it, what it, however you're listening to this. Hi to you, and thanks. <laughs> hey, how are you guys? Uh, so yeah, each week uh, on the Bloodshot Eyes and Sore Thumbs podcast brought to you by Edgy Stances, we talk about gaming, uh, stuff in the industry, what we've been up to, and hey, we got some stuff to talk about this week, man. We got some exciting things. We got some crazy do you stuff. Like, do you like Microsoft Flight Simulator? No, but I like the idea and the technology behind it. Yes, me too. <laughs> well, it finally got a release date. How exciting is that? Uh, dude, I mean, honestly, it's almost less exciting and more terrifying of how insanely detailed that game is <laughs> touted to be, right? Dude, every like piece of gameplay and screenshot they show just blows my mind. It's yeah, it, it, seems, it seems literally unreal. It like seems just like no hardware would be able to run something like that, like that yeah. big, literally <laughs> the size this, of like, the earth actually running at three frames a second on my laptop that's that's what i want to see right right it will (laughs) you're like oh Um, oh shoot i had powerpoint pulled up oh um so this uh yeah they gave uh microsoft flight simulator an august 18th release date so i mean about a month away right around the corner jeez and uh they they did put out a new trailer with it, showing mm-hmm. like what you'd expect: planes, environments, looking real flashy. Uh, remind me, or I guess correct me, if I'm wrong. Did they say that they're gonna have like real time weather? Yes. <sighs> yeah. Clouds and storms, I believe, are supposed to. They have like some proprietary technology that's like. If it's raining in South Africa when you're trying to land, it'll be raining in the game. Yeah, for for those uh, uninformed, the reason why we're talking about this game that me and Eagle never want to play and probably never <laughs> will is that um, it's literally the size of the planet Earth, and yeah. it has, what, like 90% of the actual airports and airstrips uh there uh, in the game and just the yeah i mean if you they, haven't seen it you have to look this game up it just looks stunning and uh, unbelievable really yeah i mean they said you can like fly over your house like google Maps style you know mm-hmm. like they've i think it, it's through their like bing maps or like whatever it is it's what they're using which i've never touched that but i'm sure it's great oh you know so it'll be a horrible experience then because it's <laughs> with bing Every few seconds, you're just going to get a pop-up that's like, you've earned more Microsoft reward points for using Bing. Thank you, Microsoft Flight Simulator. Thank you. Gosh. Um, the real question is how long until somebody gets into the code of this game and mods it to where planes can drop bombs? Four to five minutes, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I want guns. I want guns on my Cessna and... I want to run drugs from Columbia uh, to South Florida. That's that's what I want to I do mean, in Microsoft Flight Simulator. 
But honestly, though, that's the only way I'd be playing that game. That's right. I want to take off on some, like, dirt road strip, like, dirt airstrip in the mountains and uh, try and make it to, you know, Miami. I mean, the the wildest thing, if, I don't know, let's just say you can get some hypersonic jet that never runs out of fuel in this game and be able to, you know, circle the planet however fast or, or go from one airport uh, from L.A. to New York so fast. I'm just saying the scale of this game is actually the size of the Earth. How long until Grand Theft Auto 7 is built that scale? You At know? least 100 years. Well, you're out of your mind. I'm saying GTA 6 will be the size of the Earth. Confirmed. <laughs> the whole Earth. Yep. That's what I'm oh, saying. Oh, man. I love it. Every city. Mm-hmm. I'm with it. I mean, if Bing can do this, imagine what Google can do. <laughs> Which is imagine. Imagine, man. <laughs> Gosh. Well, uh, I've got some other stuff for you to imagine with me. Uh, Ubisoft had its big conference, um, its non E3 E3 showcase called Ubisoft Forward uh, this mm-hmm. week, where they uh, showed off a few games. I, I did find a piece about this interesting, saying that they're going to have more Ubisoft forwards, like more of these events. So I guess yeah, maybe later but in I the mean, year. They didn't, sp- they didn't specify, right? <laughs> that could just be saying, like, this will happen again. <laughs> we will show you another game, I promise. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I got a few of the, um, the good nugs. Uh, out of the conference that you know we'll take a look at um so first of all i've got hyperscape which we've mm-hmm. seen the beta was out closed beta was out uh what maybe a week or two ago uh their new futuristic battle royale so um at the conference it got a like story trailer which yeah like i a pretty, liked i liked like, it it seemed like in depth as in just like there's something there that that we need to figure out like there's an actual story behind this whole thing did that story trailer make you bummed at all that this is just a free-to-play battle royale because it it hit me a little bit that way of like oh like i love a good free-to-play battle royale don't get me wrong but this story looks kind of like interesting Oh, oh, you're saying you're bummed because you know that the story is, is in the back seat, in the bed of the truck, not actually driving the truck. Yes. If this were a new, uh, like, 2021 Ford Bronco, it would be, like, mm-hmm. the roof is off and it's in, like, the little, like, trunk space. Right. Um, hmm. It definitely didn't hit me. It, it almost hit me the opposite way of, like, yeah, yeah, I don't need a story here it's, just a, it's about a royale that's all i need I, right who who wants a story like PUBG's trying to put some story in their game like yeah i couldn't care less about that at all i just want to you know uh, be number one and like that's what's weird about it is you know looking at the story PUBG's been doing um over the past few seasons and stuff i could care less about it too but there's something about like mm-hmm. the sci-fi nature of hyperscape like mm-hmm. i've I thought it was neat. Like, I thought it was a cool setup. Yeah. Okay. So, but, so I'm not retracting my statement. I, th- that all still stood. I also thought it was neat as well. 
um, but it just seemed a little out of place to me. Like, yeah, I guess. Um, yeah. What are they saying? It like something something deeper is going on here. They kept like panning to like this zoom in shot of like a black cube <laughs> and all this weird stuff. Yes. Yeah. I'm, I mean, yeah, I, I, I want to know what's going on. Yeah, I wonder if they're going to be able to pull off some like live game storytelling, like something like Fortnite has been mm-hmm. successful in doing. You know, Apex is trying it right now at this season, and it's like the story is interesting, but the implementation is like bad. It's just not like no fun mm-hmm. to interact with. But. Because I have not touched Fortnite since I don't know the first week its battle royale launched. I mean, has their storytelling been? Uh, fluid with the gameplay? I think so. Like, I, I kind of catch little things on the cusp. You know, I don't mm-hmm. play much Fortnite, but, yeah, there's definitely, like, stuff going on. You know, they they build areas into the map and, you know, tweak them over the course of a season to lead up to an event, mm-hmm. you know, like building yeah. that mech, you know, for that big fight right, with right, the right, kaiju, right, right, right. you know. Yeah. It's just, that's neat, man. That's, that's something a lot of games can't pull off, and... I, I wonder if hi, like Hyperscape will take a stab at it because Ubisoft has done well with the living game, you know, with their Rainbow Six and um, oh, blanking on the other one, Rainbow Six and Rainbow Six and uh, you know, Rainbow Six Siege and <laughs> for, um, for for Honor, for Honor, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but so yeah, I've. We'll see. Looks cool. Uh, it's in open beta on yeah. PC right now. Um, I believe full release is, is imminent. Uh, coming to consoles as well. They say that may be a little bit behind the PC version, but uh, should be out there soon. Free to play. You know, I'm all right with that. Be worth checking out. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I just I just hope the uh, if the story is still there, which I, again I guess it has to be. They like kept hammering that point. I guess. Yeah, they they leaned in on that. Well, I mean, they showed off the game in its entirety before this event, so there wasn't much more right. to talk about, right? You know, it's like that's true. It's, it's battle royale. You you find weapons and like you shoot the other people. But um, so they had some uh, other games. Uh, to no surprise, we saw a good chunk more of Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Um, mm-hmm. they had like a 30, 20, 30 minute, like gameplay chunk, which I believe was a smart choice after they kind of flopped at the Xbox showcase with like yeah, gameplay yeah. slash non-gameplay. Um, <laughs> would you, did you see any of this? What do you, yeah. what do you think um, about Valhalla? Uh, am, am I wrong in saying that I didn't see, um, the assassins stabbing numbers out of people? Um, did you see numbers flying all over the place? I don't remember. I feel like I didn't, I, and because hmm. I was I was really trying to pay attention to the combat to see if it was still the kind of um, origins and Odyssey kind of deal going on, and it didn't. It didn't seem as slow or deliberate as combat as that was. It kind of seemed a little more hectic and hmm, arcadey almost, like yep. kind of the old Assassin's Creeds. Like I saw at one point. Uh, they like swung a big broadsword or something and it hit two people and they both kind of flew back at the same time, even though like the one really didn't get clipped by the sword. Um, and like in a good way, because I remember that old combat of just kind of like 
you're indestructible. It's less this methodical, um, I don't know, uh, like, I guess more Souls-like gameplay opposed to just kind of like a, uh, not really a button masher, but I don't know, uh, a crowd wiper. Yeah, it was the it was like the Batman countering system, right? Like, right, right, yeah. A big yellow Y flashed above the head, and all you had to do was push that, and like you wouldn't take any damage. They had no like parrying or like position that like that didn't matter. Right. Which like for the type of game that is, I think I prefer that over the more deliberate stuff that we saw in Odyssey and Origins. Like, yeah, that combat was all right, but. In my mind, I look at that combat and like so many other games do this better. You know, like I I want to be sneaking around a fort. I don't really want to be fighting people. I want to be assassinating people and moving around, you know. Right, right, right. But I mean, all in all, like from what they showed from Valhalla, it looks pretty good. Like mm-hmm. graphics wise and you know, some of the things they got going on, like looked interesting. Yeah. Um I I thought it was pretty cool. They said you could dual wield whatever you want. You can have two shields if you want, or one shield and a hammer, or two hammers, or a sword and whatever. Um, I thought that was pretty neat. Uh, one thing I noticed was that they were kind of harping on uh, you kind of taking over land, or I guess taking land back yeah. over, which uh-huh. feels weird in this climate. But um, <laughs> uh, that that kind of seemed weird to me, just because I, I feel like that they're going to really shoehorn in, like, okay, if, you know, you have to unlock more of the map, go here and take over this settlement, and then, you know, once you do that, you'll be able to have access to this level four sword that does X amount more damage. Right. And, like, that's, that stuff, like, kind of just got old to me within the Assassin's Creed games. Yeah. I hope they can kind of that... shake it up a little bit. Yeah. And the big bummer for me is if they'll do that thing where it's like, hey, your town over here is under attack. You better oh, go God. save it. Right, right, right. You know, I don't know. I think Ubisoft has been pretty smart with, like, progressing their open worlds. They just they just kind of gotten bigger and bigger and bigger. Just, I'm worried that they kind of just tack that stuff on the sides of them of, like, well, you you got to have, like, this meta game on top of the game that you're playing. You know, there's this conquest that you're constantly dealing with yeah um i i didn't see any sailboats in this one i just saw long boats like you know that you row with so that's that's exciting to me because i really wasn't into the ship combat and how centered those other games seem to be black flag Assassin's Creed three so on so forth i, I wasn't into <sighs> it i know you were i know you were if, I if only this game could be as good as black flag then we'd all have oh, just God. a blessing on our hands okay <laughs> Uh, side note, I did see, I think it was IGN put out a report today that they think Ubisoft is fully rebooting Skull and Bones. Do you remember the, their, their pirate ship combat, like PVP game? Uh, I want to say yes, but I have to say no. It was like just black flag ship combat in a PVP arena. Like really, like they almost just took that engine. Uh, yeah, that, that sounds that's, familiar. Yeah. Yeah, Skull and Bones. Um, it's kind of an MAA for a while, and I guess they're they're rebooting it. Um, the the headline I think that IGN ran was like they're rebooting it to be more similar to Fortnite's live game storytelling, which we talked about with Hyperscape. So I wonder if that's going to kind of be their move, right? Like live PvP games. 
Uh, I mean, didn't we see live storytelling with, um, wow, I'm blinking, uh, another pirate game. Good Lord. Um, sea, of sea of Thieves? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Or was, I guess that was like more random events, but then isn't that kind of how like your story progressed sometimes? Yeah, and uh, like Sea of Thieves has done a lot of work in like the quest department and like giving you things to do other than just like existing on a boat, which... <laughs> It's cool. Like they needed more. But um so they also showed off um a little bit more Watchdogs Legion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um and I'm starting to realize I like Watchdogs, but I may be like a little tired of the Watchdogs aesthetic. Hmm. Like hacker okay, culture. <laughs> right. Uh, well, I guess I don't have that fatigue yet because I haven't played either one of these games. Um, but what they showed off, uh, I was like, am I going to play a Watch Dogs game finally? Watch Dogs um, is good, man. Watch Dogs 2 is great. I, I, I'm sure it is. I just never got around to it and just was like, ah, too far gone, whatever. Um, sure. But dude, just like um, when they were breaking into uh, whatever bad guy's headquarter, they just kind of showed like a guy going about his way you know you're a construction worker and he just kind of brute strength through the whole thing and then they would rewind it all back and then you'd be somebody else and take their um tactical advantage into play Mm -hmm. and then rewind it all again and show a different way to do it and i thought that was super neat um that almost seems a bit overwhelming of of kind of caretaking each different character in this this person, that person, um, searching for what you want or what you need. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I think like to the player, it's probably going to be, end up feeling something more like prey or deus ex where it's like when you approach a situation in your mind, there's going to be like a right answer mm-hmm. and it's all on the game's side to say yes to you. Right. Like, all right. So I want to go in here guns blazing. I just want to make a mess of things you know, complete my objective and get out. And like mm-hmm. the game is there to say yes to that, you know, just give you tons of different ways to attack an objective, which that kind of stuff feels good. Watchdogs two was like fairly good at that where it's like, Hey, like there's a bunch of different ways you can go about this, man. You can go sneaky, choky, you can go hacky. You can, you know, go in there and shoot a bunch of people. Uh, so I think they're just kind of doubling down on that with this, you know, legion aspect of just tons of different characters with different abilities and like mm-hmm. strengths and weaknesses i mean i think it looked pretty cool they gave it a uh, october 29th release date oh which yeah, yeah yeah was i mean kind of surprising right like i don't know i mean if they I, if they didn't say a release date at this point i feel like people would be up in arms i'm just surprised that the re- release date's still before the consoles are coming out this year Oh, I see what you mean. Hmm. Like, I yeah, feel like... Yeah, that's very the, soon. Uh, I mean, uh, very up, uh, close to the consoles releasing. Right, and I think they said that they're, they are going to do, like, an upgraded version for the new consoles, but it's mm. going to be ready later in 2021, which, that's even more of a bummer. It's like... Yeah. If you want to play the game, you're going to play it on the old consoles, or you're not going to get an upgraded version for the new consoles for a while. Right. Hmm. But... You know, hey, it is what it is. Glad a game's coming out at least. 
it was supposed to come out in March of this year, I believe, originally. Right, right. So, yeah, we'll see how that lands uh, in a few months. Yeah, I was into it. Were you into Sam Fisher making an appearance? Uh, Elite Squad? <sighs> I, what, for, for the half a frame we saw him? <laughs> well, so, yeah, they started showing off this game. Really cartoony graphics like Overwatch or Valorant or, you know. Team Fortress. Like yes, thank you. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, and the first thing that stuck out to me is, you know, it's like, Good guys, bad guys fighting each other uh, on a map that looked like Hanamura from Overwatch. Mm-hmm, and they're mm-hmm. trying to break out this guy. And I'm looking at the guy like, is that the bad guy from Ghost Recon Wildlands? Is and that is that who it was? I was like, yes. who is this guy? He's so familiar. Yeah. It's, I can't remember his name. I want to say Sueño, but I think that's Sleep in Spanish, which is, I don't think that's his name. Um, <laughs> but... Yeah, it's like he has that cross tattooed on his face. Um, Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, is this like a Ghost Recon game? Um, And then, sure enough, Sam Fisher drops out from the rafters with his night vision on. It's like, wait, what is this? Um, Can we even answer that question yet? Or do we have uh, the ability to answer it yet? It is a mobile game. Which, like, immediately is a bummer to me. Oh, um, huge turnoff. But I believe it's like a tactical shooter, like a Valorant, on 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 mobile. But I could be wrong. I could be completely wrong. <sighs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, can't fine. Believe, can't believe they're doing Sam Fisher like that, man. They just won't make another Splinter Cell. <laughs> they won't do it. I mean, I mean, the kids that will be playing this game on their cell phones using their mom's credit cards is any. They're just gonna be like, yeah, the the three eyed the three eyed guy. They're, they're not even gonna know who he is. They're not gonna know who he is, and you're gonna have like Jacob screaming at his phone, just saying, "Split our cell, split our cell." <laughs> yeah. Which I believe he's doing that right now, wherever he's at. Anyways, that's kind of mm-hmm. his normal nightly routine on Tuesday. That's his mo. um but so for me the cherry on top of the ubisoft forward showcase was far cry 6 oh this was a heavy trailer it was man it was um so yeah they had a bunch of uh leaks and rumors around far cry this this week um prior to this uh conference which hey it's far cry yes they're going to be making another one um, so they showed off this, uh, boy, Diego, I believe, uh, was his name. Sounds um, right. In which everybody thought it was, um, Voss from Far Cry 3 as a kid, in which it doesn't look like that's going to be the case because this game no. is set at present time in like a, mm-hmm. a Cuba-like setting. Mm-hmm. Um, so it doesn't line up with Voss or anything like that, even though the kid has like an eyebrow scar the same way that Voss does. But I mean, hey, I have an eyebrow scar. It's, Who does I could be I could be Voss. I'm Voss. I was attacked by a baby bird and I ducked <laughs> to get out of the way and knocked myself out on a rocking chair on a porch. It was 
It was a vicious it's attack. True. It's very true. <laughs> it's bad. I tried to explain it to the guy who was giving me stitches, and he had to stop because he was laughing. Wait, wait, when was this? Like eight years ago, maybe. <laughs> I was a I was a grown adult. Yeah. And this baby bird just decided to fly its first flight. Circles. Hey, baby fluttering birds around. are scary. They're terrifying. <laughs> I was trying to get out of its way, man. You don't, you know, you don't want to touch nature. It's a maiden voyage like that. Yeah. Right. Uh, right. Right. All right. Well, enough about my eyebrow scar that still haunts me to this day. Uh, so yeah, Far Cry Six. Um, they just showed off a cinematic trailer. Um, no mm-hmm. gameplay or anything like that. Um, they showed off some like screenshots, right? I don't think they actually showed the well, game running. Not, not that I saw any actual screenshots. Then again, I okay. had like kind of the reader, Reader's Digest kind of broken down parts of uh, the forward. Yeah, I got um, some direct feed screenshots. It looks like what you'd expect, right? Like there was a guy mm-hmm. holding a flamethrower. You know, there was a guy holding some weird <laughs> space age weapon and then a guy holding like an M16. You know, it was like, all right, cool. Far right. Cry. Far Cry. Um, got it. Yeah. But yeah, it's like there's a revolution happening. And, you know, like I said, it's like a place that's set up like Cuba. That's what they're trying to. Cuba, you know, Venezuela, wherever. Yeah. They're, they're trying to evoke that look, that feel, dictator vibe. Um, but yeah, looks heavy. Looks violent. I mean, I'm into it. Like, excited to see what they do. They slapped a release date on it, February 18th of next year, 2021. Yeah. Yeah, the, the ending of the cinematic trailer was, uh, help me with the gentleman's name in real life. The, the dictator, Gabriel, or? But yeah, the actor. What is Gabriel? that guy's name? Yes. Uh... uh Better call Saul, dude. Uh, the, the the guy from Breaking Bad. Uh, Espinosa. Es- 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 Espinosa? Ayula. Uh, we, we've seen these shows. We, <laughs> I, we, you know his face. You know his American face. He's got a very serious face. Yeah. But anyway, uh, he like forces, he like walks his son up to the top of a building as there's this uh, revolution going on outside basically calling for the downthrow of this dictator and hands his son a live grenade and basically tells him to throw it in the crowd. And it's like, okay. Wow. Mm-hmm. I guess, I guess Far Cry usually does put um, the worst foot forward. Just kind of being like, hey, you really want to kill all these people, all right? They're bad people. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they do like a great job with villains like i've said it a hundred times on this podcast like far cry's villains are fantastic like they they make you hate them in like such a deep way and then yeah right out of the gate and they always have that cut scene about halfway through it's like wait is he like is he bad he's bad right you like second guess yourself they're so good at that Mm -hmm. and then they always Mm -hmm. drive it home with like yeah this guy's real bad but you know this guy you're bad too yeah like except with far cry 5 remember what what happens at the end of that 
I never finished Far Cry Five. Uh, spoil it for everybody else. Uh, I think I think the guy was right in the end of Far Cry Five, and then like the the like nukes did go off everywhere, and then that's when Far Cry yeah, don't okay. even remember it. So it's yep. like even in that one, it's like that you hate him in the beginning. And then you do have that moment halfway through. Wait, is he actually evil? And then, yeah, wait, he's super evil. And in the end of at least five, you're like, wait, no, he was right. <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> oh, my gosh. This yeah. guy from Waco is great. <laughs> oh, no. No? Sorry. But, uh, uh, so, yeah. And to all the people screaming at us about this actor's real name, it's Giancarlo Esposito. Thank you. Uh, is the, the actor from Better Call Saul, Breaking Bad. You know he's he's fantastic actor. You know, Very he looks good. like he's up to the same stuff again. Yeah. All right, so that was pretty much it with Ubisoft. Yeah. Did you have anything else that yeah popped out to you or looked interesting? It's all I can remember. Yeah. Oh um, well. Whatever whatever that little siege thing was. Were they just saying like thank you for playing our game still? <laughs> thanks, thanks siege. Yeah, I, I didn't. I was like, okay. Yeah, right. Not the, I'm not that crowd. I'm sure somebody loved it. Nah. Maybe I, I should be. I just never picked it up. It seems like mm. too much. I was busy being an adult playing yeah. Far Cry 3, you know? Busy an adult uh, playing Super Smash Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, man, do you want to be a busy adult making Legos? building legos yeah dude let's build this star destroyer i've always wanted to do it my god is that stuff expensive like seriously expensive. what if i what if i told you lego was making an nes classic set with a crt tv how's that sound? How's, that, how's that make you um, feel is, is, is it for the anniversary of the uh, NES classic. Sure, why not? Make do you do you get to blow on the game cartridges to make them work <laughs> virtually in the Lego first? You have to blow in each individual Lego block as you build it. <laughs> okay, I'm in. No, then. Exce- no exceptions. <laughs> uh, yeah, Lego is um. So they have this pretty interesting set. It's two hundred and thirty dollars, which. Okay, not bad. It's not like bad in the like scheme of Lego stuff, you know. Um, but yeah, so it's got like an NES classic console with a remote that you like build out of Legos, um, and then mm-hmm. like a CRT TV that has like a Mario screen on it. Yep. And the interesting thing about it is the screen has like a little crank, and as you crank it, uh, it looked like a. Uh, level one one was like yep. scrolling across the screen and like Mario was kind of like jumping over the blocks as you scrolled it. It's, yeah, kind of like uh, just I don't really know those things that you would crank and like a piece of paper is like uh, taped on on itself and like tells the story. Whatever. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. But yeah, all made out of Legos. All made out of Legos. So no actual electronics. No, you can't actually play your NES games. No, <laughs> no. you can't play Mario. Tough luck. But I like the look of it, man. Like I think that was a really cool thing. I I hope that they do some more stuff like that with games. I think that'd be neat. Do some old consoles. Yeah. Let me let me build a Sega Genesis. You know. 
Right. Yeah. And I mean, for 230 bucks, that's actually not that bad. And it'd be a pretty cool item for, you know, whatever game enthusiast though. I mean, that would be really cool actually. I'm going to build it and I'm going to set it up here right next to Conway Twitty. Cause you know, he loved the NES classic. <laughs> I, did, mm-hmm. I read that on his Wikipedia page. Yeah. He could hide two full game cartridges in his fro. <laughs> And you, you didn't have to blow on that front to make it work. It just worked, man. Uh-huh. Right. Self-cleaning. Sorry. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, boy. Mm. Mm. Squeaky clean cartridges. Yum. <laughs> uh, all right. So speaking of something that's not so squeaky clean, let's get into oh. the previews that have hit over this brutal samurai game ghost of tsushima yes um yeah man uh i i feel like we've been on a roller coaster ride of this game uh big ebbs and flows hot like, and cold. super hyped uh, not about it at all and then i think we're back up higher than we've ever been we want to play am, it we need to play it <laughs> i'm fully 180 dude like i'm over here like trying to find myself a ps4 because i'm like i just hey I'll buy you Ghost of Tsushima and I'll buy you like another game if I just can borrow your PlayStation for a week. Just want to play it. Right. Just want to see it. Yeah, but good luck finding a PS4. Apparently, that's pretty hard to do right now. I want somebody just to give me theirs. Just just for a week, man. I'll, I won't get Cheeto dust on it. I'm pretty clean, hey, you guy. You can have mine after I'm done playing this game. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, okay. hey, you know what? You can, you can, you can play it first. If you Deal. beat oh, Death no. Stranding before, I'll, I'd love to do that. That's on my to-do list. Don't you lie to me. And I also have no problem lying to you, saying, "Oh, it was great, man. <laughs> Threw some poop grenades, ate, drank a monster, and you know, it's cool, man. The BTs are scary." <laughs> I'm, I'm a Death Stranding expert, man. <laughs> I mean, you kind of nailed it. <laughs> Um, but so yeah, this, uh, Ghost of Tsushima comes out this week, uh, what, Thursday night, Friday night, something like that. Sounds um, right. But, uh, yeah, so the preview embargo is lifted today as of recording. So, um, you know, you had the IGNs, the Kotakus, the, all those guys put up their reviews and everything seems to be kind of like around an eight, like people like it, but it wasn't mind blowing. Okay. Um, which... I'm a little surprised that it's not scoring higher, but, you know, I think the faults that uh, are coming up in the reviews are just kind of like it's a little bit tired of an open world. Like, it really kind of follows the normal open world trappings. So, like, that's where Mm. people are marking it off. But everybody seems to be super in with the, like, cinematic storytelling, which that's what I'm going to be there for. Have you seen any new uh, combat that we haven't seen before? I mean, like a little bit here and there. Um, you know, some some clips in the reviews and stuff like that. Like, it's tough to tell. It's like it's tough to tell what it's right, like. Right, right, right. It seems fast. It seems brutal. Um, there's parts that kind of remind me of Absolver. Did you ever play that? N- no, but uh, I mean, I know of it. Weird. Like. Like kind of almost like stance based and like there's a lot of like you're playing footsie with your enemy and then like 
almost like samurai showdown it's just like one or two hits and it's over it's just like kind of move on very like lethal combat right 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 i don't know there's also sometimes it seemed a little bit more like assassin's creed where like sneaking around and stabbing people in the back and Uh i don't know it's tough to get a beat on it yeah that's 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 what i'm the most curious of uh i feel like just if the combat isn't there i i won't stick with it yeah I did see that you can play through the entire game in, like, black and white mode. Like, a la those old Shogun, like, samurai movies. Yeah, really. Interesting. That might be cool. That might be cool, man. I feel like it would be cool for a solid 15. And then, like, all right, give me some color. Because it's a a beautiful game. It's stunning, dude. Some of the vistas, like, remind me of, like, Breath of the Wild and Horizon Zero Dawn and stuff like that. Where, like, you're standing at the crest of a hill and it's just like, whoo. Look at that region out there. I can go anywhere. I mean, or, you know, you could say in the near future, it reminded you of Death Stranding. Um, just, just saying. <laughs> just this samurai holding a monster drink. Like, hmm. <laughs> He's juiced. <laughs> it's Nisanchi. Uh, yeah, so Ghost of Shima coming out this week. I want to hear what uh, the Discord thinks about it. I want to hear what people think, man. I want people to get their hands on get it. Your, I want to get my hands on it. Get your big old grubs on a PS4, bro. But then I'd have to have a PS4 in this house, and I, that's a cursed machine. I don't know, man. They're good machines. They're loud machines. <laughs> Every house that I'm in with a PS4, like you can tell, you can just tell there's a PS4 in the house spinning up like a jet engine. My PS4 is silent. But I don't believe you. I don't believe you, you at all. <laughs> all right. Well, hey, should we talk about some games, man? This is a gaming podcast. Should we talk about that's, games? You know, that's what we do. We 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 don't only only talk about them. We play them and then talk about them. <laughs> man, I got I got several to talk about this week and spoiler alert i see not that. not many of them are interesting so oh. do you have anything before we take a, a dip down into the ditch of game pass games <laughs> yeah so uh me and my buddy have just kind of been uh talking about magic aka magic the gathering aka wizards of the coast you know that game you play with cards wizards of the coast yeah yeah mm-hmm. uh yeah magic the gathering uh i downloaded magic the gathering arena um just because we've been looking at cards and thinking about uh busting out our old cards i'm like hey we don't really have a lot of time to be you know meeting in person with this whole whatever going on and you know touching cards so uh (laughs) i was like yeah i'll check out magic the gathering arena and give that a shot and see how that all works how the um currency system works because believe it or not the packs of cards digitally are not free oh is that Um, so yeah you got to pay for those too and you at least what i've seen you can't scan your cards or like redeem a code and actually build your deck in game at least just easily that's a bummer um yeah there there's another um uh kind of magic uh the gathering card game uh, it's called Magic the Gathering Online. Um, but to build proper decks, um, 
like just let's just say the deck I have would cost me or you legitimately about a hundred and eighty dollars. Oh sure, yeah, per it's, it's deck. No joke. But it's like, yeah, it's it's no joke at all. But they have some sort of weird. Um, it's a system that basically you can like put three hundred dollars into the game to then be able to pay six dollars a month to be able to then rent decks for like a hundred bucks and then but then you can return it get your money back it's this whole thing so <laughs> arena sounds free. greasy sounds yeah. gross i mean it's it's kind of a fan-made thing they're trying to make their money i get it but sure magic the gathering arena that's all backed by wizards of the coast it's all you know internal Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's good. I'm just going through the tutorials right now, kind of unlocking each deck, and then uh, you you know you kind of get packs for free as you like play the CPUs, uh, and then eventually I'm I'm pretty sure you can get with your friends and um, pay money to unlock packs. I don't think you can buy individual cards, which is pretty lame because then you can't really. It's do not. You, mm. Do you have the ability to like trade or anything like that? So, again, I'm not that far. I'm just kind of really unlocking all the beginning stuff as of right now. In sure. Magic the Gathering Online, yes, you do have that ability. I think it's a little more obscure than just kind of a one-to-one deal. Um, sure. Appar- apparently, that um, that economy is pretty serious. <laughs> like, it, it's only kind of really serious people <laughs> are in there playing. So, uh, I mean, even to get your hands on cards, you're pretty much paying, like, full price for, like, actual paper but it's digital, which is just silly to me. But, (laughs) I mean, I enjoy playing Magic. I've been playing it all day, uh, and it's great. Uh, If you enjoy playing Magic, or if you ever did enjoy playing Magic at all, the gathering with real cards, uh, and you just kind of don't have the time or the space or your cards anymore, um, check out Arena. It's free to play. Uh, You'll get, like, a pack of cards every once in a while. Uh, If you like it enough, I think a pack's, like, a buck or two um yeah and it, it you still kind of get the same little rush of opening uh packs of cards which i still blame that on the whole um gambling thing with you know putting these oh, things yeah. into games i think it all spawns from us opening pokemon packs of pokemon cards or magic cards or Yu-Gi-Oh cards as kids because man that was like the best yeah i mean Shoot, doing with baseball cards and like when right. I was a kid, my dad bought me GI Joe trading cards. Like, it was like you'd rip open this pack and you'd get like nine cards that were the same, but then there was that one card that you didn't have. You know, it's just like oh, and you lose like, your mind. Yeah, yeah, like this is it. Like this is it. This makes it all worthwhile. Um, isn't that isn't that insane? That's how they that's how they got us as kids. Hey, these little pieces of paper that represent nothing that you had to pay for with other little pieces of paper that represent more <laughs> and you get, you get excited over the useless one man so it's almost the... like that's how currency works around uh, the world man hmm. started me on um yeah like this like that was why i got into hearthstone like i did years ago it was mm. just like mm-hmm. easy online didn't have to worry about packs of cards you have Mm-hmm. You got cards every now and then. You could craft them when you got duplicates and stuff. You know, it's like, all right. Like, I I had some decks built without really putting any money into it. Um, right. But then right. it's like the expansions come out, and it's like, boom, there's 30 bucks. Boom, there's 20 bucks. And, oh, well, I'm really trying to build this ramp druid, and, like, I don't have these cards, so, like, let's just buy some packs and turn them into dust. And, you know, like. It is a slippery slope for that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Because they don't give you an easy way to just get what you want, right? Like, you can't just go buy the card for 50 bucks that you want. <laughs> you know, just like, right. here, I just need this one card. Um, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to watch myself with this, um, just because it's fun to like build decks that you want to play with, um, but in at least in this uh, way, it, it it's very easy to lose money. I mean, because like with real cards, you can easily sell them. I want to see how this marketplace uh, shakes out, because I have a feeling it's probably just a big money pit. <laughs> yeah, sure. It, I mean, it's but a collectible it's card game. It's really That's fun. What it is. <laughs> I've been enjoying it though. It's great. That's good, man. That's a, that is a sign of a good game if you actually like it, you know? Yeah. Um, so speaking of a game that I'm not really into, let's talk about Neon Abyss. Nice segue. It's a good name for a game. It's, I like it's, it. It seems kind of um, an oxymoron, don't you think? I mean, does the abyss have to be dark? I suppose can, not. Can, can the abyss have a little bit of pink fluorescent lights on the way down, or you know, like a know. little Miami Vice palette, <laughs> a little synth wave playing as you fall? Um, yeah. So Neon Abyss is a game that uh, hit Game Pass today as we're recording. It's available to play. So decided to just kind of poke around. It is a like 16-bit side-scroller rogue-like shooter. So. One of those, um, you I know. see that. Yeah, I'm watching it. Yeah, I mean, it's all Wait, right. You're not into this. So I have a like a fatal flaw with this game, which okay. is probably why I don't like love it as much as I should. Um, they make you use the jump button as left trigger. In like, like a like a platforming game, like you can okay, jump. You have a an lot. Elite controller, so. Well, yeah, like I remapped it, but then like, it's it's difficult to use. <laughs> like, you pull up the a menu or anything, and it's like you're pressing left trigger for the A button, and like it's just all messed up. Um, but so that like here's the weird thing is they, in their options menu, they allow you to remap most of the controller, except mm-hmm. for the jump button. What? Like, it. It seems bizarre to me. Are they almost just saying like, hey, we know you don't like this, but this is the proper way to do it? Is it something like that? So like you are like it's a shooter and you shoot your weapon Mm -hmm. by just pointing the right stick in any direction like around you. And Mm -hmm. so I get where they're saying like, hey, if you're shooting with the right stick, you can't really use any of the face buttons because your thumb is occupied always. Right. it's like I have an elite controller, and that like paddle should just be a like I could just jump with that, you know. It's just it just seems bizarre. It's a weird design choice. Um, yeah, and you know, like the beginning of roguelites are just like tough to get through because you're just kind of meant to die a few times. And that's just hmm. kind of a bummer. You don't really ever make any progress, and like everything suffers from that, like dead cells rogue legacy like they kind of all start that way kind of introducing you to the loop um but i don't know i'll try a little bit more of it i've played for maybe a half an hour an hour or so so 
We'll, we'll give it its fair shot. Yeah, this, this looks like Dead Cells, but fun. And don't get me wrong, I love whoa, Dead Cells. Whoa, whoa. Dead Cells is, you know, it's kind of a grind. It's uh, it's intense. And this just seems like a little more arcadey, a little more loose. Yeah. The, like, the trouble, the thing that I like about Dead Cells a lot more is the combat in Dead Cells is great. This is all, like, guns. It's yeah. Like, it's that almost like a twin stick shooter kind of vibe. And that yeah, 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 yeah. Doesn't feel great. But in the trailer, they show some, like, wacky guns. So maybe... Like, as you get a little further and find some new weapons and stuff, it might heat up a little bit. Yeah, I'm watching these trailers, and every time this dude shoots, you don't see the board anymore. It's just <laughs> Yeah, there's chaos. one with, like, tentacles flying everywhere. Like, it just looks weird. Yeah, I might actually give that a try. It looks fun. Yeah. Um, and another one, while we're speaking of um, uh, roguelikes, I also tried West of Dead. Which oh. have you have you heard of this game at all? I I saw a little bit it's, on it. Um, it, it, it was it's like you play with light and shadows, right? Uh, yeah, kind of like. So it's like um, isometric, um, twin stick shooter, roguelike, <laughs> kind of like everything that's going on right now. Um, <laughs> But um, the aesthetic of this game is really cool. It's got this really interesting art style. Um, you're a dead person in purgatory, and purgatory is set up like a Western environment. You know, like your your right. hub is a saloon and stuff like that. Um, which like, I really like everything, every single thing about this game, except for the camera perspective. I like just don't like the isometric twin stick shooter in this game it feels bad it doesn't feel good if you yeah it's kind of like locked in the corner of each room huh yes yeah and like to me i look at it like man if this was a first person shooter if this is a third person shooter or something with this look oh man i'm I'm so in because the the rogue like mechanics are there you know like random weapons you know, upgrades, stuff like that. Feels good. Looks cool. But I just don't know if I can stick with it because of the weird camera angle. Just not digging that. Man, uh, that sucks to hear because I did see this game last week and I was like, that looks like something I could super get into. Yeah, maybe. Like, if if, if that camera angle and control scheme doesn't bother you, then, like, by all means. It's got a really cool look to it, man. How far are you? I played a couple hours. Hmm. Yeah, I made it through like a couple floors maybe. I think that's what they delineated them by. Is it on Game Pass? Um, yeah, it is. So, super worth that. Um, But so, which brings us to a game that I played this week that I did enjoy. We have something nice to say about a game today. How about that? Okay. Okay. You ever heard of cross code? Not until today. Well, let's uh, buckle up, my friend. I'm going to take you on a ride. Okay. You ever... Uh, I want to watch some gameplay game? while you take me on this ride, right? I gotcha. Are you familiar with a um, small game franchise called Final Fantasy? Or... Never heard of it. Chrono Trigger? <laughs> no. All right. Yes. <laughs> 
there's these uh, old school RPGs. Um, but yeah, Croft's Code is uh, really, in my eyes, just kind of a modern throwback, like love letter to those games. It is like super old school RPG uh, in the way the story's set up, the way your items and I guess like the combat's like real time combat. It's not turn based, which kind of keeps action flowing, which has been fun so far. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it's sixteen bit, absolutely gorgeous art, um, like kind of pixel art. Um, killer soundtrack. I mean, every level that I've been to's had like just a wonderful soundtrack that I'm just really really liking. But the, the I, I think the best part about this game is the setup for the story. So, you know, like, Final Fantasy games are, like, like just the stereotypical, like, fantasy RPG, right? You know, like, those stories are, like, they're all very different and stuff, but they're all very much the same. Like, you know what you're getting when you play a Final Fantasy game. Um this is pretty unique in its setup because you are playing a player inside of an MMO. Playing a player inside. Okay, following. Something like like Ready Player One. You right, know, like right, right. You're in VR, uh, and this is like your avatar type of thing. So, like, this game is single player. It's not multiplayer. But, like, you will go to a town, and it'll feel like World of Warcraft or Destiny, where, like, are there players are running around it's all ai and stuff but hmm. you know they're like ah go on these quests and then you know come talk to our guild and you know join this faction and you know all this stuff it's got all the trappings of an mmo and the writing the writing around it is fan fantastic it's they're they really nail the them the mmo inside of a game it's very funny hmm yeah, it, it it you can you can see it just in the gameplay for sure. It does seem uh, like a love letter. Yeah, for sure. A really intense one. Mm-hmm. Um, so the the combat's all right, kind of like mashy on the melee attacks, but you are a spheromancer class in this game, um, in the in the quote unquote MMO that you're playing and. Basically, you can, like, shoot orbs as, like, projectile attacks out. And they use that in some pretty interesting ways around puzzles and dungeons and certain enemies that you fight. Um, And so far, I've got, I don't know, five, six hours. Um, I've just finished Chapter 3, I believe. I'm in Chapter 4. That, if anybody who's further along kind of knows where I'm at. Um, But it's... Super interesting. Kind of a slow start. Got to kind of stick with it. Get through the the story expositions and setup and tutorials and stuff. But it gets good, man. I'm really liking where it's going. Yeah, it actually does look pretty good. Yeah, it's it's comfort food, man. Like, it's fun to play. You know, you don't have to think too hard about it. And then the puzzles are just challenging enough to where, like, you know... Sometimes you got to do them a couple times to like get the hook or like what you need to do, but the execution's never like too crazy. At least like not so far. These are like some pretty intense boss battles too. Yeah. Yeah, the couple bosses that I fought were like 
pretty un unforgiving, but you know, kind of had that old school trapping of like, ah, there's a pattern. You just got to kind of learn the pattern and, you know, get damage in where you can, avoid when you can, you know, that kind of thing. Right. But, hmm. yeah. Game you Pass? Like those? Uh, it's on Game Pass, yeah. Brand new to it. Hmm. Uh, it came out earlier this year, maybe. First of the year-ish type of time. And people liked it. I mean, I remember reading Jason Schreier's write-up on it, and he was like, this game is good. This game is real good. So, but uh, if nothing less, if you like um, those kind of old school uh, soundtracks, check out the soundtrack. It's a banger for sure. Okay. All right. Well, did you, did you play anything else, man? Anything else you want to run down this week before we um, start looking at some numbers? Dude, just toss the numbers at me. That's all that I got. Magic, you know, just keeping it old school, but in the new age. <laughs> I'm a wizard on the coast. Uh, all right. So um, each week on the show, we like to take a look at a uh, game's achievement on a segment we call Overachievers, uh, where we break down uh, a game's achievements with uh, looking at some of the percentage of uh, some of the most common down to some of the rarest. So um, I figure this week we'll take a look at CrossCode. Um, the game is not new, but it is new to Game Pass. So I think that's swayed the numbers a little bit, but I still thought it was a pretty interesting look at them. Okay. Uh, so most common achievement in the game is to complete Chapter 1. We're talking about an hour-ish of game, give or take a little bit. And most common achievement at the game, and that is down at fifty-seven point two one percent. Okay, pretty pretty bad start. All right, pretty bad start. Yeah, I I think some people might try it out and realize it's not for them real quick. Just bouncing the tutorial. I mean, I was talking to Carrie about it, and he's he was asking if he should stick with it because he was not feeling the intro. So, but. You know, I haven't talked to him since then, but I've seen him playing a lot more of it. So I think, I think he got through it. I think he's feeling it now as I speak for him at a turn. Um, so moving on, I pulled the achievement for chapter three, which is about where I'm at completing chapter three. Um, that achievement's down at twenty one point five seven percent. Okay, so, another big dip. Another big dip, man. Little. A little concerning. Um, and I believe, if I'm not mistaken, what I'm doing is trying to acquire the heat element, which is an ah. achievement called playing with fire. It's getting hot in here. And uh, that achievement takes another dip down to 8.72%. And that's what you're doing right now? And you're in Chapter 3? You... I, just, I just completed Chapter 3. I'm in Chapter 4. I think... The dungeon that I'm going to is going to be for the heat element. Pretty sure. Gotcha. I could be wrong. Haven't made it there yet. Um, yeah, pretty big drop off down there. That's like Ugh. under ten hours into a game that came out. Right. Um. But so yeah, we got a couple more. I'll take a look at. Um, we got the trickster, which is to defeat hologram Frobit in Autumn's Fall. Oh, Frobit. Yeah, hologram. Better watch out, dude. 
Uh, that takes a uh, another big old nosedive down to 1.65%. Ugh. Ugh is right. Don't, don't even know what that achievement entails, but I'm sure I'll take care of that hologram frobbit when I can. A dirty hologram frobbit. <laughs> Not going to know what hit him, dude. All right. Uh, and moving on to the rarest of the rare uh, is, of course, Chapter 10, which is to complete Chapter 10, which, best I can tell, is finishing the game. Right. And that is at 0.10%. Ooh, rip. What? Basically, nobody has beat this game yet. Yeah, wow. Isn't that wild? Yeah, well, I mean, again, you said this is on Game Pass, so that skews the numbers, and how long has it been on Game Pass? Uh, this week. Um, okay, okay, okay. So, yeah, super recently. And it's like a pretty beefy RPG, but again, I think this game has been available for quite some time on Xbox, if I'm not mistaken, which that's a little bit of a concerning part for me. Ah, right. Um, but, hey, shout out to you overachievers out there not achieving in crosscode get out there and beat that game shout out to you lazy bums out there (laughs) uh to uh to be fair the game was released in uh may of 2015 oh whoa whoa super long ago this doesn't seem right i'm i'm sorry for saying that out loud this is it no Uh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm. No, no, no. September twentieth, twenty eighteen. Originally 2018. on PC. Uh, July ninth, twenty twenty on PS4, Switch, and Xbox One. Yeah. So last week. Yes, it was crowdfunded in twenty fifteen. Uh oh. Hmm. It was big. It began uh, in development twenty twelve. So this thing has been kicking around for quite some time. Sorry for that tangent. Just kind of wanted to see. (laughs) All right. Sounds great. Cool. (laughs) Yeah. Well, um, just want to give a uh, huge shout out to everybody listening. Thank you so much for for listening. Uh, Be sure and find us on our um, social medias at Edgy Stances. Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Um, Join our Discord. You can find a link on our Twitter or if you ask nicely, I will just send you a link. You know, just send me an email. Yeah. Uh, you know, whatever. Uh, where can the people find you at, Mr. Crow? Uh, again, as always, I'll be in the Discord. It's in my pocket. Uh, just at me, and we can figure out if you want to meet up, play some games. Just, I don't know, talk about whatever you're playing. There's always good people in there. Drink a coffee, get a back rub. Yeah. Uh, okay. Share pictures of your dog. I don't know what's what's in the Discord right now. What's the l- latest picture? Oh God, I don't know if I should even say. I believe there was some uh, discourse about the new Paper Mario. Some concerns uh, about the Origami King. Seeing if that's going to be any good or not. Yeah. Yep. I hope it is. I see. Uh, oh, picture of JT. A little bit of uh, crosscode. Uh, yeah. Let's go. Well, um, yeah, and you can find me at Best Eagle Alive pretty much anywhere. Um, We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening to the show. Leave a review. Leave a comment. Um, Let's chit-chat with you guys. So until next week, uh, have the best day you've ever had.
Adieu. Thank you.